Get ready for truth and transparency from an ocean of liberal tears. Welcome to the Blue Shark Show with your host, Mike Lang. City Council on October 4th, 2021, right off the bat, they voted 6-0 to extend the moratorium to October 4th, 2022. Yeah, it was kind of an expected vote. There's not much we can do about that right now until we get this wastewater situation uh, figured out. So, yeah, building moratorium is going to be there. And that moratorium, it's interesting that it's not citywide right now. And I think they said during the meeting that they will move to a citywide moratorium. And that moratorium we have currently has already been in place for, what, 10 months now? You know, this is 10 months where developers and, you know, people looking to improve their property, business owners, can't do anything to improve upon their property. So if you've got a business right now and you want to expand and, like, add a showroom or or increase the square footage of your office, you can't do that. And it's sad that it's like that. But again, it's a result of failed leadership that we've had on city council for years. And that goes along with the city manager, too. And they had 8.2 on the agenda to discuss a citywide moratorium. And they pulled that off until they get some further information on what's going on with the east side water waste treatment plant and where the choke points are and things like that. It's coming, and it's coming because of the lack of foresight, and we've said it before, with the city council and the city manager, which leads us into our next agenda item that they had, 8.3, and that was to discuss and take appropriate action to commission the Empertech, Hibbs and Todd Incorporated to look at an alternative plan for the proposed wastewater facility locations. And that brought a lot more people up you know, to the mic to discuss that. There, there are alternatives to, uh, to the, the, basically the effluent where you dump in the effluent of, of the uh, sewers, and there, if you'd like to talk about it, uh, there's others that are familiar with it as well, and I, I would recommend that that you look at those alternatives. We've all heard the saying, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Be part of the solution. We pray that you'll take decisive action to develop an alternative location for our much-needed community sewer plant, a sewer plant project that we can all get behind, support, and be proud of. I'm advocating for a countywide solution to this wastewater conflict. I believe the city, the county, and other municipalities like Crescent can work together to achieve a wastewater solution that works for everybody and that will serve our needs for decades in the future. And we need an end to this. We need the city council to look at further plans and further things to do. Yeah, and you know, good on Kathy Reedy for adding this item to the agenda and then, you know, making the motion to go ahead and do this. This is something that, you know, we've been saying, and the, especially the women of the Granberry Fresh have been saying for the last 18 months. We don't have a plan B, and they can say whatever they want. Well, this is actually plan D. Okay, well, we need a plan E, whatever. The fact is, right now, up until Tuesday night when they took this vote, there was no contingency plan for if the permit process for TCEQ, the contested case hearings, all this stuff didn't go the city's way. 
yeah, having a building moratorium last for potentially five years or however long, you know, with this contested case hearings that are going to be coming up for the wastewater treatment plant. This is some true leadership we're seeing from Kathy Reedy stepping up to the plate and looking at an alternative solution to the problem that the city is facing because this problem's not going away and we need answers and we need to get something in place sooner than later. And you even saw Councilman Eddie Rodriguez uh, say, look, you know, we work for the citizens and I think, you know, where he was going with that is, you know, we deserve to look into, for the citizens, another option while this is being, you know, in court or wherever it may go. Uh, Mayor, I don't see a problem with us looking at alternative plans. I mean, that's what the citizens, you've heard the citizens say that today, as look at alternative plans. I mean, and that's who we work for. Councilman Rodriguez kind of got with Kathy Reedy and, and helped do the motion. Well, if you look closely at the motion in the video, you can see that the vote appeared to be 5-1, but Councilman Wadley didn't seem to utter a word during you know the vote, either yes or no. We have a second to that motion. Second. Kathy Reedy made the motion. And Mr. Rodriguez is second. All in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed say no. No. One no. Four ayes. Everybody has to vote. Five ayes. One no. It passes. Yeah, so for those unfamiliar with the process, after every meeting they go through and they approve the minutes. And the minutes, legally, to my understanding, are what actually says how the meeting went. Now, it'll be interesting to see if the minutes show a 4-2 vote or a 5-1 vote, but I think we all know that this is something that Councilman Wadley has made no effort to do this whole time he's been on the council. We have been in crisis mode for years. We've had sewage in the street for years, and it took him too long, honestly, to do the building moratorium. You know, so I won't be surprised if it's a 4-2 vote, but either way, I'm, I have trouble giving him credit because this has happened under his leadership. This infrastructure crisis belongs to Wadley, and it belongs to other members of the council that have been there. And just to be clear, there is no abstaining from this vote. So there was no way that he was abstaining. He either has to vote yes or no. And by not saying anything at all, it makes it look like it was a no vote from him. So what's going to happen is the city council is instructing the different departments to go ahead and get some kind of feasibility study on how much it's going to cost to look into going into maybe a different route, looking at different plans, which they should have done a long time ago. Yeah, and it was very cool to see Commissioner Dave Eagle at a precinct four who does have some of the city limits in his commissioner precinct. He said, hey, I have a plan that I've been kind of working on, and it's, uh, you know, even Chris Kaufman said he would like to hear the details of that. And, you know, if that comes to fruition, that just shows that Dave Eagle is going above and beyond in the duties that he's charged with and taking care of the people in his, you know, voting precinct. And he's working for the citizens, and that's what, you know, even Eddie Rodriguez said the same thing. You know, they're there for the citizens, period. We even had Ken Hackett come up, and Ken's part of the Knox Ranch development of almost 5,000 homes, I think it is, and he had a plan, too, so... We need to get some of the developers with uh, Chris Kaufman, Dave Eagle, Commissioner's Court, and they need to sit down, it's past time, and they need to go over these other options of what's going on so we can get this community built 
infrastructure-wise, the way it needs to be, we've got a great community. Let's make it better. Yeah, it's great to see some leadership coming out of this council finally and, and getting the ball moving on this and active planning going on and people working together you know in the past we've seen just people digging in their heels not willing to budge at all and this is how we're doing it this was my idea this was my plan and this is the way it's going to happen and now we have some true leadership coming out of the council we have some great ideas coming to the forefront and citizens getting involved and i'm really looking forward to see what they come up with I think Granbury is tired of being in the hole that we're in with the, I mean, we've got, what, $100 million in development that's on hold right now. I mean, these developers, the tradesmen, the builders, uh, they may not be feeling it yet, but I think as this moratorium continues, and especially once it expands citywide, if it goes on for another five years, seven years, until we get a plant constructed under their current plan, uh, that's going to bring some real economic harm to the area. We've got a great city, great county. We need to move forward. And several times, you know, last night they said, you know, you're either part of the solution or you're part of the problem. Sounds like people are ready for solutions. The city council needs to be ready to hear some of those solutions and move forward quickly so we can grow our community the right way. And under executive session in the agenda, they were going to talk about Chris Kaufman's contract, but... Both the mayor and city manager, Chris Kaufman, really wanted to talk about this in public, which they should have done. And I'm glad they did. There were a lot of people there to speak for Chris Kaufman. Some, I don't know if it was against, but brought out things that Chris Kaufman has done in the past. So it was, you know, an, an even debate. And yes, people there like Chris Kaufman. Um, it's, it's about the job and the infrastructure that's been lacking there was a performance review survey that the mayor initiated because of Chris Kaufman's contract coming up for renewal. And at the time, there was a 12 o'clock deadline. Two people turned it in, and then two more people turned it in at, I believe, right before the meeting. But in all fairness, Chris Kaufman, and thank you to the mayor, needs to have that evaluation done. And everybody needs to do that evaluation so Chris Kaufman knows what he's being evaluated on. And that's fair. Yeah, it's totally fair. And it's interesting, again, that in Chris Kaufman's contract, it auto-renews if they take no action before a performance review is done. Does that make sense to anybody? Why would you have the performance review after the renewal? That It's a poor business practice. And I'm glad that you know Mayor Jarrett took the initiative to initiate this. Yeah, it's kind of backwards. You you want to have the performance review before you renew the contract because based on that performance review, you may want to change some things in the new contract. Uh, in performance re reviews, that's just something that goes along with the territory of having a, a job. And a lot of the industries out there, people undergo performance reviews all the time, and it's just part of it. And it helps a company or a city, in this case, function better as a whole and it's just one more tool in the box that you can use to make sure everyone is doing what they're supposed to be doing and making sure that the job gets done the right way and efficiently what i think brought a lot of people to the city council meeting was in the agenda item it said to renew renegotiate or terminate the contract and i think the last word terminate kind of stirred everybody up and there's, if, if you read the contract, um, it's kind of ambiguous into, is it a three-year contract? Is this a second year of a three-year contract? 
when you renew one year, does that renew it for three years? So you're going to have to look at the contract really to see what's going on with it. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people, especially people that work for Chris and others that are close to him in the community, took this to be personal. And, you know, like with anything, when it comes to accountability and government, it's not personal. You know, there are some serious concerns with Chris Kaufman and the performance that he's done for the city of Granbury. There are some irrefutable facts with that. Number one, he breached his contract from day one by having that consulting gig with the city of Sealy. As soon as he walked into City Hall on day one, he had breached his contract. There's no getting around that. He did not get permission from the city council to have that extra job. That is irrefutable. A second thing, when they were going to buy the land for the proposed east side wastewater treatment plant, Chris Kaufman signed, sealed, and delivered a $900,000 check without having any approval from the council. Their own records show this. We detailed this in one of our earlier episodes, I believe it was episode 16. A third major concern was that during the forced annexation process, Chris Kaufman admitted, and there is even a video where he recalls this conversation, that he pushed that through because he knew the voters would not go for it. Chris Kaufman, based on these actions, has shown disrespect for the city council, the people of Granbury, and the very, you know, entity that he is charged with serving. No matter your feelings, it's up to the city council to hold Chris Kaufman, the city manager, accountable for what he does on the job. And these are the facts. You can ignore them. You can bypass them. You can do what you want. But these are the facts. They're not out to hurt Chris Kaufman, but they are pertaining to his job performance. You know, I think a lot of times people, it's their job, it's their livelihood, so it can be personal and they can start to take things personal when it isn't meant that way at all. You know, as a former educator, I had to undergo evaluations all the time, but I used it as a tool to improve my teaching. I learned what areas I needed to work on, what areas were my strengths so I could build upon those. Performance reviews, whether you're taking them personal or not, they're a necessary tool and they can be used to your advantage and to the advantage of the citizens of this of Granbury. There's a lot of change happening in both Granbury and Hood County right now. We are seeing government being held accountable in a manner in which it has never been done. And this is a good thing. But with major change like this, it's going to ruffle some feathers. Change is uncomfortable for a lot of people, whether that's change in your personal life, your professional life, or in local politics. And it is important that everybody understands that none of this is personal. I think it is important for this community and all communities to hold their elected and appointed officials accountable. Our country is in a serious, serious predicament right now, and we have to change the way that we allow ourselves to be governed. At the very end of the meeting, you have Chris Kaufman talking about the $50,000 contract that could have been 100000 he says he could have just stayed in Sealy um, instead of dropping it like he should have and said, thank you to the people up there. What he did is he became the bully again and he went after Jim and it went back and forth. And even Councilman Reiner had to reach over and touch Chris Kaufman to say, basically, stop or enough. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> uh -oh.
that kind of thing doesn't look good, doesn't play good, but that is the Chris Kaufman that we keep seeing and that bulliness keeps coming out. And that needs to stop. That needs to be cleared up. Everybody needs to get on the same page. We don't have to agree all the time, but Granbury is a great city. We need to move forward. What people don't understand is we criticize President Joe Biden if you're a Republican or you know, you're an American and you're not a Marxist. You can criticize the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, and I see people do it on Facebook all the time. And you can talk about the swamp. But what happens is you get to a local level and people doing some of those same actions, then people don't want to criticize those people because they see them at church, they see them at the supermarket, they see them at school, they work with them. So they don't want to say anything. Well, Blue Shark is going to tell you what's happening. And if people don't like it and their feelings get hurt, so be it. But we're going to be shining the light and showing the truth about your elected appointed officials. Shark Show out.